Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Electric City Culture Cast, broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio, 92.7 FM CFFF. Welcome to our first episode, the Electric City Culture Cast, Volume 1. My name is Sue Ditta, and I'm the Executive Director of the Electric City Culture Council. That's EC3. I'm Eva Fisher, EC3's Program Coordinator. Every other week, the Electric City Culture Cast will take you inside Peterborough's arts, culture and heritage scene. And it's one of the hottest arts, culture and heritage scenes anywhere in the province. Our magazine format will feature interviews with well-known stars and emerging artists. We'll take you behind the scenes at a wide range of arts and culture organizations in the downtown community and on the Trent campus. We'll delve into the issues that people are talking about, bring you up to date on the latest news, reviews and happenings, and provide you with information on what to see and advice on how to advance your own arts practice. We'll broadcast every other week on Trent Radio and all of our shows will also be available as podcasts. We promised you rising stars. The music playing in the background is the soundtrack from the film Land by the multi-talented filmmaker Shannon Taylor. It features an original composition performed by local musician and composer Benj Rowland. Land was commissioned by EC3 as part of New Vision's Old Land in 2017. Hey, Sue Ditta, for those that don't know, in a nutshell, what is the Electric City Culture Council? Eva, EC3 is the city's municipal arts, culture, and heritage council. It's a not-for-profit, arms-length organization serving the arts, culture, and heritage sector in Peterborough and the surrounding region. And it really came out of a, a movement that was happening across the province in the uh, around 2010, 2012, when a number of municipalities realized that culture was such an important part of the fabric of the community, of the social life and well-being of the community, and of economic development in the community. They wanted to do some serious thinking and work on how to develop and support their local arts, culture, and heritage community. Uh, EC3 was a signature recommendation of Peterborough's Municipal Cultural Plan that was approved in 2012. Um, I think there had been lots of community-based arts councils here and there across the province, but this idea was to have an organization that focused specifically on that sector and was providing professional development, arts awareness, connections, partnerships, collaborations, advocacy and leadership to this sector of the community, and that's what EC3 does. So you touched on this a little bit, but why is it so important for smaller municipalities like Peterborough to have a council representing the arts, culture, and heritage sector? Well, I think one thing is that people realize that in provinces where artists had support at the municipal, provincial, and federal level, they did better all, all the way around. They got more exhibitions, they were successful with more grants, they were able to do more tours. So the idea was to try and provide support and encouragement, capacity building both to individual artists and to organizations at the local level. Um, we wanted to be sure that when the city was talking about social development, economic planning, education, 
that there was a voice for the arts, culture, and heritage community at the table. Somebody who could undertake research, who could check in on community opinion, and then bring that voice to the table in a leadership role. And my last question, why does everyone keep calling Peterborough the electric city? Well, I'm really not the best person to answer that question, but I can tell you who is. Elwood Jones, Professor Emeritus in History at Trent University and one of the leading players in the Trent Valley Archives. I'm so thrilled to have Elwood Jones here with us, Professor Emeritus from Trent University. Elwood is a leading player in the heritage scene in Peterborough um, as a member of the Trent Valley Archives. We have a special question for you, Elwood. Okay. Our organization is called the Electric City Culture Council. You're listening to us on the Electric City Culture Cast, and we've noticed that so many things in Peterborough have Electric City in them. EC Mag, Electric City Bread Company, even an Electric City Dentistry practice. Why does Peterborough seem to be the Electric City for so many people? I think I deserve some credit for that because I wrote the book, Peterborough, The Electric City. And at that Uh point, uh, people had a point of reference because it hadn't been used for about 40 or 50 years before I resuscitated it. But when we were doing the book on Peterborough, The Electric City, what we really liked was the fact that the Autonomy River is one of the fast-flowing rivers in the the whole country. And, and of course, the, uh, the word autonomy itself. It meant to mean fast flowing, so it uh, so that was a kind of a sense of energy that went with that. Then it turned out that the lumber went down there, and uh, this became the lifeblood of uh, Peterborough. We ended up with lumber mills here. Some, in fact, even at Trent University, a big one, one of the biggest in the province. All the time. because of the energetic water. And then we end up with the hydroelectricity comes here when it's invented. We've already been using it for water power, but the hydroelectricity really sells it. And that's when the name gets picked up by business leaders in uh, in Peterborough as a, as a good uh, thing to go. It's, we ended up... About at, what year is that? Well, I'd say 1904, okay. thereabout. But it's kind of interesting. It's, it coincides with uh, Ontario's drive to have public energy and uh, Sir Adam Beck and, the, uh, and all that kind of Ontario Hydro. But the truth is that the best system of electricity in the province was already going here on the Trent. All the way from Bob Cajun to, to Trenton, there were 23 power stations. Wow, so Peterborough was groundbreaking on the electricity front. Right. But what also is interesting is when business people pick it up, they're also picking up the kind of idea of, of energy, that this is the kind of thing that Peterborough has been a place where people take initiative. Like We're the first place to have gas lighting on our main street. We're the first people to have electric lighting on our main street. Uh, so Peterborough has this kind of reputation for, for having business people who take risks, invest, and drive. And so we thought all of those kind of ideas together summarized exactly what I wanted to say in my history. Perfect. So Peterborough's been an innovator on the electricity front, using it in lighting. And didn't we have electric streetcars? Yes. Uh, electric streetcars were actually made in Peterborough at wow. General Electric. When first came here, Edison Electric, that was the first thing they were making. We've got pictures from 1894 of uh, streetcars being made there. And the General Electric wanted the streetcar lines to test the streetcars. And so our first streetcar lines were tied with that. Um, now, it turned out that 
they ended up giving up on the building of the streetcars and stuck with just building motors. And so the electric motors okay. were, continued to be made in Peterborough until the 1930s, but uh, and perhaps longer. But at any rate, the, uh, the so we got the streetcars because of uh, of that uh, that connection too. So that whole sense of sparking light, of being cutting edge, that really works not only historically, but certainly at EC3, we think currently in the arts, culture, and heritage scene. We believe that at Trent Valley Archives as well. <laughs> we're, we, we think we're the, we're, we're the mold for, for anybody who wants to develop a, a community-based organization doing archives. And, and it turns out that when we did this, we discovered that even earlier... Uh, the uh, the Protestant uh, Relief Society, which starts in the Civil War, the American Civil War, was again that kind of an organization. They didn't look for government funding until 30 years after they'd been going. Oh, that's an amazing background. Thanks so much. Electric City, Peterborough, cutting edge, innovation. That's what it's all about. Thanks for giving us that background. We hope to talk to you again soon. In this episode, Tis the Season, it's fall and it's time for arts and culture organizations to unveil their new seasons. We have representatives from three local arts organizations in the Trent Radio Hallway right now, ready to step up to the mic and take us on an audio tour, exploring what they have planned for audiences this year. In this week's snapshot of the 2017-2018 season, we are checking in on the dance, music, performance, and visual arts scene with Art Space, the Art Gallery of Peterborough, and the Market Hall. And that's just a small fraction of the organizations in Peterborough that are currently releasing their new season of works. We will speak with more companies and organizations on our next few episodes. John Lockyer, Director of Art Space, is here with us. Art Space is Peterborough's artist-run centre. Some of you will know what that means. It's a um, contemporary art gallery on Hunter Street, driven by artists, offering really important spaces and opportunities for artists of, at all stages of their career to present their work, to do research, and to talk to people about what they're doing. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. Art Space. How old is Art Space? Uh, Art Space was founded in 1974, so that would make us uh, 43 years old, uh, going on 44. Uh, we were incorporated in 77, which is another sort of landmark uh, year for the center. Um, and I think uh, we're at a point now where you know, we celebrated our 40th anniversary and that was a significant milestone because I, I don't think when artist run centers were established in the late sixties and seventies, anyone anticipated there being a 40th anniversary, um, let alone maybe a 10th anniversary. So it's true. I was there way yeah. back in the olden <laughs> days. I think there are almost 125 artist run centers, maybe more across the country. It's a system that's really unique to Canada. Um, one of the things that makes artist run centers distinctive is that they pay artists fees. Can you tell us a little bit about how you plan um, a year's programming at ArtSpace? Yeah, so I think in planning a year's programming, um, we're typically looking anywhere from from 12 to 18 to even 24 months in advance. 
in terms of how we're thinking about uh, programming the center, we we structure our programming in two ways. Uh, we have a publicly uh, available call for submissions. Uh, we have two uh, deadlines that roll through every year, uh, usually one in the summer and then one in early winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bring in artists that way. Um, anyone can apply. Um, and myself as curator um, sit down with uh, ArtSpace's staff and usually a local artist um, to vet the submissions. Um, we also are... As a curator, I'm constantly looking for artists who, for one reason or another, haven't applied to ArtSpace, but I think would be a good fit based on our our mandate and objectives as an artist-run centre. So that is kind of the second way um, that we're programming. And it, I would say it's about 50-50 in terms of how artists come through. Fantastic. And you have two spaces, one right in front, that's a storefront on the street, and one in the back. Yep. Um, so the front space is about 1,700 square feet. Uh, it has a full side, uh, full west-facing uh, set of windows, and we've uh, and it's fully accessible. Uh, it also has accessible washrooms. Um, second gallery space is about 750 square feet. is unfortunately not physically accessible. Um, and we use that space as a uh, project space. It's it's a really excellent space to show film and video work. Um, typically, what we've been doing over the last two years or so is making both spaces available to uh, a single artist, and they can decide whether they would like to use both spaces or just a single space. It's always a great experience walking into art space. John, can you tell us about some of the shows coming up in the next couple of months? Yeah, so um, in the next week, we'll be unveiling a project that we, for the third year in a row, have collaborated with the City of Peterborough on. It'll It's the Elmer Street Mural Project. Uh, the Elmer Street mural is being installed on the south-facing wall of the building art space uh, rents in. Uh, it faces directly into the Greyhound station. So we have a tentative date of uh, Thursday, October 12th uh, for the unveiling of that mural. It's been uh, uh, being worked on by Chrissy Poitras, who's a uh, Picton-based uh, artist. Fantastic. What do you have coming up this week? So next uh, Friday, we'll be opening a new show called A National Test Market, which is uh, a group exhibition featuring the work of six emerging artists with uh, connections to the Peterborough community in one way or another. Uh, we allowed the artists to define what their their personal connection to the community was. So some of those artists were born in Peterborough. Some uh, came to Peterborough for work or for uh, education purposes. Um, so I'm really excited. It's something that I've been kind of toying with from a curatorial standpoint for the last year or so. And uh, it's going to be a really excellent uh, show. I'm really excited about a lot of the work that's that's coming through. Any solo shows in the new year? Yeah, so next year is really exciting for us. Um, we've been working on this project for, for well over a year now. Um, uh, in January, we'll be launching a series of solo exhibitions um, that'll feature the work of Indigenous women. So five exhibitions plus an artist-in-residence, um, all by Indigenous women. And each exhibition will have a, a catalogue uh, companion with uh, an essay by an Indigenous woman working within the field. 
Congratulations. That's pretty spectacular. We'll have to have you back on to talk about that project later in our season. Uh, admission to Art Space is free. You can get information on their website at www.artspace-arc.org. And John, mm-hmm. do you paint? No, I paint uh, walls. Oh, I was afraid of that. <laughs> Listen, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us about Art Space, Peterborough's artist-run centre. Uh, walk by that corner on Hunter Street and drop in any time. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Hi, Finn Leach. Rumor has it you're the curator at the Art Gallery of Peterborough. It's true. They're they're not lying. <laughs> Celeste Scopalades is the director. Finn Leach is the curator. We have an absolutely beautiful public art gallery in Peterborough on the banks of Little Lake and right beside one of the world's largest urban fountains, spouting away through the windows. What makes a public art gallery different than an artist-run centre, Finn? Oh, I think probably resources. We are better resourced um, than an artist-run center. We tend to have um, the ability to collect, which uh, really requires resources. And the Art Gallery of Peterborough has been a collecting institution since its inception. So you have a permanent collection. You buy work and make it available to the public for viewing. How many pieces in the AGP's collection? Well, um, it's a bit funny. We have have a couple numbers that we talk about. um, But in terms of artworks, it's over 1,500 artworks. 1,500? Yeah. And do you buy the works of local artists? We do. Now, um, we don't have as much money for acquisitions as we'd like so we also accept um, donations from collectors and are able to um, through our category a status issue charitable tax receipts for that work so category a means they can issue charitable tax receipts and that they've got the loading docks and the yeah we have HVAC all systems. the things that we need to make sure that that artwork is very well cared for and able to outlive myself and probably many others so um, I know that the AGP has a really dynamic um, arts education and kids programming, but what we really want to talk about today are your exhibitions. We'd love to know about any exhibitions and special events you have planned for the public in your 2017-2018 season. Oh, great. Well, um, we just opened our new fall exhibits, and I'd love to talk to you about those. And one of them is really dynamic. Um, so in the main space, we have a touring exhibition by Brenda Frances Pelkey and it's a retrospective exhibition. She's a former resident of Peterborough though she's living in Windsor now so it's always exciting to welcome artists back home to Peterborough. Um, She has an incredible body of photography so uh, yeah, it's spanning her. the The retrospective is spanning almost forty years, um, and really worthwhile checking out. Um, in the ramps, we've got another um, hometown girl, Brenda. Or sorry, Becky Welter Nolan uh, made a six foot diameter squishy fabric boulder specifically for our ramp spaces. And if you've been in them before, I hope you can imagine with me her pushing that boulder all the way up the ramps and then turning around and coming all the way back. I was there. It was extraordinary. <laughs> it was fantastic. It's It weighs 200 pounds. So it's a 200-pound quilted pillow 
Um, and it's there in the reception area. People can come in and lie on it. It makes for a great day. Okay, how about a couple of shows that are coming up after Christmas? After Christmas, we've got a big sculpture exhibition in the main gallery, and that's going to be um, really amazing. So some of that work is kinetic. Um, it's going to respond to the body. Um, and it's, yeah, there's, we're figuring out motion sensors right now. Fantastic. So Who are some great. of the artists? So that is Michelle Belmer in the main space. Yeah, it's going to be really fantastic. It's a solo show. And every year you organize uh, a studio tour. We do. And that just passed uh, last, uh, last week, September 24th and 25th. And that happens every year. The Korth Autumn Studio Tour is a great chance to get out and check out artists' studios and see what this Peterborough community has to offer. The Art Gallery Peterborough brings us some of the best um, exhibitions, certainly in the province, often from all across Canada. I know more and more you're getting special mentions in Canadian art, which always feels good. Yay, Peterborough. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, children's programs, and you have a really great program of speakers, artists, talks, symposiums, conferences. Yeah. So if people want to find out about that, where should they go? The best spot to check it out is either our website, which is www.agp.on.ca, or our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter are all really great spots too. So if you just looked for Art Gallery of Peterborough on any of those platforms, you'd find us. You can't go wrong. Social media for the Art Gallery of Peterborough. Admission is free. It's on a beautiful site on Little Lake. Finn, Yeah. if you were on a desert island... <laughs> and you could have one artist with you, who would it be? Oh, no, that's unfair. <laughs> maybe Becky Welter-Nolan, maybe she'd bring her squishy boulder. Perfect. <laughs> Becky and Finn on the island. Thanks for coming, Finn. Look forward to a great season at the Art Gallery of Peterborough. You're welcome. Happy to. So delighted to have Chad here with us from the Market Hall. Chad, what's your position at the Market Hall? I'm the general manager. General manager. And what's the full name of the hall? Market Hall Performing Arts Centre. It is in downtown Peterborough, one of the most beautiful heritage buildings in town. It's the one with the clock tower over top and the entrance on Charlotte Street. Chad, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Market Hall? Yeah, um, I mean, the hall itself has been operating as, as our current organization for, for 20 years right now. This is actually our 20th anniversary. Um, we underwent a massive renovation in 2011 that took us from a wide open um, sort of community space into a full-fledged performing arts center that has, you know, all the capabilities and bells and whistles that you would see in a, a much larger facility and likely larger uh, metropolitan area. So how many seats does the Market Hall have? Well, that's the interesting thing about our venue. It's, it's configurable, um, and it was designed to be. So it can range anywhere from as low as 226 up to 348 seated and a maximum capacity of 400 if there is uh, festival style. So you can have fixed seating, you can bring in cabaret tables in the front, there's a thrust stage, and I think it's got a really beautiful feature. Am I right that there's a sprung wood floor for dancers? There is indeed. It is much more comfortable than concrete, that's for sure. I was actually part of the team that did the very first renovation at the Market Hall, and that was a really big push. We'll talk to Bill Kimball about that and why that's important in another episode. The Market Hall is a venue. People can um, rent the venue, 
but you also bring in some programming and do some of your own programming. Can you tell us a little bit about the 2017-2018 season? Yeah, um, so uh, presenting season for the Market Hall is a fairly new thing. Uh, last year was our, our first kind of inaugural push to have a, a curated season. Um, this year, uh, we've stepped it up even further in an attempt to uh, diversify our programming and bring in uh, artists that, you know, we feel uh, need a voice in the community. Uh, Who do we have a chance to see? Uh, this coming Thursday, we have Chloe Charles, an absolutely fantastic musician from Toronto. Uh, her voice, uh, one word to describe it, is haunting. October 5th? Yep, that's correct, 8 p.m. Uh, we have Peter Katz coming in on the 14th, uh, Blackie and the Rodeo Kings on the 21st, which have a, they have a long history with the hall. Absolutely. And Peterborough. Uh, on October 22nd, we have Sarah McDougall and Tiz McNamara from Ireland. And then coming into November, we have uh, uh, Nigerian uh, musician Sonia Emi, who's done extensive work in uh, Europe, Italy, and Nigeria uh, around human trafficking. Wow. Um, so is she a singer, a playwright? Uh? She is a singer and okay. an actor. Uh, in the capacity of this show, it will be her music. It, it's, it's world music um, with a Nigerian... Sounds extraordinary. I'm going to skip you forward. October is looking fabulous, Chad. Can you tell us a bit about highlights from November and December 2017? Yeah, we have uh, jazz artist Mika Barnes will be in uh, at the end of November. We have the Sky Diggers coming in. Uh, Sass Jordan's going to be with us. And a whole slew of uh, different different holiday programming so anywhere from you know world music folk stars the sultans of string uh to the traditional uh in from the cold concert that's been done here for over 20 years with convivio chorus the market hall entrance on charlotte street where can you get information about programming and tickets markethall.org. You can buy tickets online 24-7, in person at our box office, or Moondance Records. Chad, thanks for coming in and telling us about the Market Hall. It's a real gem and a treasure to have that building in Peterborough and to have people like you giving us such great programming. Thank you, Sue. Take care. I want to say thanks so very much to everyone who appeared on this program. Uh, thanks from EC3 for being on the Electric City Culture Cast and for talking about your organizations and their upcoming seasons. Keep reminding yourself that we have world-class choral music, theater, dance, visual arts, spoken word poetry, and more great films right here in Peterborough. And this was just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, as Trent President Leo Grork said at the EC3 AGM, Peterborough punches way above its weight in the arts. There are so many people who are out there supporting these organizations, volunteering and going to shows and exhibitions, making art part of their lives. And now for our regular column, Ask Sue. EC3 Executive Director Sue Dida has more than 35 years of experience in the arts at the Canada Council, the National Gallery, and dozens of other arts organizations across Canada. For our first section, we have a question that seems to come up all the time. 
I want to be an artist. Do I have to move out of Peterborough? Sue. Eva, you can stay at home. In fact, Peterborough is one of the best cities in the country for emerging artists. There's an incredible spirit of cooperation and collaboration in this city. We have an excellent infrastructure of professional arts organizations that can help you and get you started on the road. Everybody from Art Space, Public Energy, the Art Gallery of Peterborough, um, the Theatre on King, it's a terrific place to live and work and build your practice. People here have been really successful with grant writing and getting support from the Canada Council and the Ontario Arts Council. And it's so close to Toronto. If you want to step out and get some education or check in on art from other places, it's really easy to go to Toronto and do that. It's cheaper to live here. There are some real issues in terms of poverty, in terms of high unemployment, and in some sadness that we don't have a robust fine arts program at Trent, but overall, it's a great place to start your practice. That's fantastic. And if you at home have questions for Sue, you can send them through the EC3 website. That's ec3.org, E-C-T-H-R-E-E dot O-R-G. Or you can send us a message on Facebook or Twitter, any of our social media, and Sue will answer your questions regularly on this program. I promise. Now I'm sad to say the Electric City Culture Cast is almost over. It's been a great time here at Trent Radio with all kinds of movers and shakers in the art community crowded into the front lobby here at Trent Radio. And it's also time to tell you about our next show. In the next episode, we'll have more of the leaders of the city's arts, culture and heritage organizations talking about their 2017-2018 seasons. Tis the season. You'll have to get your calendars ready Take note, buy tickets, and get out there and see some of the best art in Canada right here in Peterborough.